0: Thank you so much for being here. Oh, hallelujah. Some of you I haven't seen for a long time. Some of you I met just today. Welcome. Thank you for being here. My name is Mike Schroeder, and I serve as one of the pastors on the team here. Just so honored to be here, and I'm going to be sharing the word with you today. So today is the first day of daylight saving time. How was your sleep last night? Yeah, short. Man, I woke up at 5 o'clock this morning, went for my 8K run, came back and made a veggie, uh, veggie smoothie and then my alarm went off at 7 and I don't remember the rest of the dream at all. It's, uh, <laughs> today, today I'm going to be speaking on the subject of thrive and grow thrive and grow. Anybody want to thrive and grow today? I want to thrive for sure. I'm not sure I want to grow or not but I want to thrive and grow for sure. Yeah well you know uh, we've kind of gone through and for the most part COVID-19 the great the great uh, disruption has ended. I mean there's still people that get it but apparently it's not as bad as it used to be and Kind of behind us, but the great isolation that happened, and the depression and the anxiety that that happened—it just seems to be lingering somehow in people's lives. And God's plan and purpose for you and me is that we would thrive. His hope and His desire, His His intention uh, for us is that uh, you know that we would be more than surviving, but we would be thriving thriving in our faith, thriving in our lives. And it's just so it's just so awesome to be able to walk with him. And today I want to talk to you about some things related to this subject of thrive and grow. Uh, The scripture in Ephesians, we're going to read this scripture and then uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to share. uh, We're going to pray. And then I've got, you know, three or four sermons to speak to you and, and one of them. I'm not even going to do, and I've got notes for you to take home or to, to find uh, online. But we'll talk about that in a few minutes. So let's, first of all, let's read this scripture in Ephesians 4 and uh, chapter, sorry, chapter 4 and verse 16. It says that Jesus makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Healthy and growing and full of love. You know, if I ask you to say this, will that bug you too much? Healthy and growing and full of love. Healthy and growing and full of love. You know, that's God's heart for us, is that we would be filled up. Jesus says, you know, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And I have come that you might have life to the full. Come on. And God, God's heart for us, whether we go through difficulties or life is, uh, is sort of a, a good season or an easier season. You know, God wants us to understand that His heart for us is that we would know Him, and to know Him is life. Come on, let's pray together, shall we? Heavenly Father, thank you for Your Word. We put our trust in You. You are our God, and we will praise you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Uh, I'm planning on a, a trip, mission trip to Africa. God willing, this uh, at the end of very end of uh, August, and my wife and I are are meeting in Europe when I'm on my way back from Africa, and we're going to be uh, we're going to be looking at some things in Europe, visiting some spots in Europe and different countries. And uh, I was reading this week about about those two kinds of trips and that those two kinds of journeys. And in Eugene Peterson's good words, he says that we are no longer t- meant to be tourists, but we're meant to be pilgrims. And uh, to travel with a purpose is like a, what a pilgrim does, and a, a tourist. We're going to be we're going to be a tourist in, in Europe. I'm going to be going on a I guess you could say a purpose-filled trip to Africa. Before that, I just got a, I just got a, a, a video and some photos. A dear friend of mine, his name is Felix, in Blantyre. And they had some wind and rain, and his whole house is gone. And uh, I just, it just hurts this morning. I, I'm thinking about him. God bless you, Felix. I pray for him and his family. In Jesus' name, he's a pastor, oversees a whole bunch of churches, lives in a city called Blantyre in Malawi. But the tourist mindset is, uh, is not meant for you and me in our Christian life. Uh, Vern Wilson was the founding pastor of this church, and he used to say this. He said, the Christian life, receiving Christ into your life, that's like a step. You take a step. But Christianity, the Christian faith, is meant to be a walk, a walk with God, a journey, a faith-filled pilgrim kind of walk, not not uh, not a tourist mindset. And Eugene Peterson said it this way: a tourist mindset where faith is understood to be a visit to an attractive site or be made when we have adequate leisure time. When I can fit it in, you know, I if it's convenient. I'll make it. Maybe a weekly jaunt to church or occasional visit to special services or even a special event like retreats and conferences where it's, you know, it suits me, it's something I want, something I'm interested in, and it's okay for us, you know, to like what we're doing. It's okay to enjoy, you know, coming to church and all those things, but it's not about us. The Christian journey, the Christian life, it's meant to be not like being a tourist but like being on a pilgrimage and uh, that tells us we are people who spend our lives going someplace going to god whose path for getting there is the way found in jesus christ we realize that this world is not our home so it's kind of a challenging idea kind of a challenging thought i i like it when you're happy and smiling and you may not you may not always smile here today but i I hope and trust that God's word will strengthen all of us and it will encourage us, challenge us, bless us, inspire us, and equip us. And uh, you won't be leaving here feeling kind of down, but you'll leave here feeling energized in your faith. The word thrive, I looked it up just, to, I think we know what it means to thrive, but I thought I'd just look it up anyway and it, it says it's to uh, to grow or develop successfully, to flourish, or succeed, and uh, different ways it's used. Business is thriving, which is like business is booming. The region thrived; it prospered. Uh, plants that thrive. We've got some plants that thrive in our house. Most of them, most of them are outside. Thank God for the rain. But in uh, in the Bible there's this beautiful scripture that that says, and I'm going to be going through some stuff really quick here and I'm going to park on three words in a bit in a bit but before that I've got some sort of introductory comments including a 10 page set of notes that are available for you. Um, but I'm going to get through that fairly quick that you know the path of the righteous is like the morning sun. this is in Proverbs chapter 4. It's like the morning sun shining even brighter until the full light of day. And we're meant to be thriving. We're meant to be start off here and keep growing, keep thriving, keep moving forward in our Christian journey. Hallelujah. Anybody with me here? Anybody want that in your life? Come on. The Lord, it says here in 2 Corinthians, the Lord is the Spirit. And it's the Spirit that changes us. The Lord is the Spirit, and He makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. And so it's not about you and I just kind of taking on you know, a new, uh, a new persona, but we're meant to allow the Holy Spirit to do that work in us and for us and through us. God is at work in you and me. And the Holy Spirit is the one who brings change. And uh, there's, there's these three things I just want to mention. I think they're up there. There they are. Yes. Good work. Good work back there, Josiah. Growing is the work of God. It's the work of God in us. You know, the Bible talks about different things. You know, you can get different teaching, so much teaching online. Back in the day, you know, some of you uh, younger people, you don't don't know this, but it used to be there was no Internet. There was no YouTube. You couldn't get church online. You had to go on television. It was only on Sunday mornings on certain channels, (laughs) pretty much. But, you know, there's so many different speakers and preachers and teachings that we can get and books just Books galore, all kinds of books. And, and we can do all those things, but, you know, one plants, one waters, but it's God that makes things grow. It's God that makes us grow, you and me. We grow because of God's work, and we can be confident in Philippians 1. That we can be confident that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion the day of Jesus Christ, Philippians 1.6. It's a process, and it takes discipline in us. It takes discipline. Now, we don't like that word too much. I told you about my dream. Actually, I, did, I lied. I was just a joke. I didn't have a dream that I woke up at 5 and ran for 8K. But, you know, sometimes I do think of that. But there's three things that I think it's good for us to think about, and this is the message here. Now we're starting the sermon. Okay, we're going to talk about three things: habits, and obedience, and heart. Habits, obedience, and heart. These three words. These three words are um, what put us into, I believe, put us into position for God to cause us to grow. And the first one is habits. And, uh, you know, there's all kinds of habits that we do have. There's all kinds of habits that we wish we didn't have. There's all kinds of habits we want to have. And there's books about habits. and Habits are important. It's good for us to have routine. It's good for us to have good habits. And I want to tell you uh, there's a habit that we all have been told about, for the most part, those of us who were in this are in this walk of faith. We've been told that we should read our Bibles and have devotions every day. How are you doing? I know for me, it's a challenge. And and I'm a vocational pastor. Like, I I get paid for this, and it's still hard for me. And uh, a few years back, the Lord really helped me a lot, and he said two words to me. And it was a voice almost from heaven. It was so clear. And you know what God said to me about this idea of having a regular time with him? He said, me first. I thought, well, that's not rocket science. That's easy. That's simple. It's not. It shouldn't say it's easy. It's simple. It's not easy. But me first. Before you you check your email, before you check Facebook, before you get up. You can have a shower first if you want. But God first, and if it's just for a few minutes, even if it's a good morning, Lord, or good God, it's morning, or something like that, you know, acknowledge Him first. That's what helped me a lot. But these habits are so good for us, and um, I want to I want to share with you these. This, there's three different habits, uh, and then. I'll there's there's going to be some some notes that you're going to be able to do. Get your get your phones ready because you're going to be able to read a QR code in a few minutes here. So reading God's word, He says, the truth will set you free. So I, I wanted to I wanted to uh, focus on that word free instead of you should read your Bible. Anybody want to be free today? Come on, yeah. the truth will set you free. Right. And where are you going to hear the truth if it's not in the Word of God? You're going to hear all kinds of voices, but the truth will set you free. Prayer and worship. Jesus, Jesus said, look at, he said, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, in this way you become my disciples. We were created for this. God has invited us. First, listen to this. First Corinthians one nine, God says this. God has invited you, called you, invited you into this wonderful friendship with his son, Christ Jesus, our Lord. And we can have fellowship with him. We can have freedom. It's through the blood of Jesus on the cross of Calvary and through the resurrection and the salvation that comes through Jesus Christ, we have freedom to walk into his presence in that sense. We have freedom to be with him. Think of the honor. This is the creator, the king of the universe, the greatest, the highest—talk about a goat, man! He is the greatest of all time. How do you say? How do you say it if you change it to eternity? The greatest of all eternity. Jesus invites us into friendship with Him through prayer. It's not, oh man, I should pray more. You ever? How many? Have you ever said that to yourself or thought that? Am I the only one? It's not about the shame of not doing it good enough. It's about the invitation from heaven. Let's let's turn it around here. Let's not think of oh man, if I only did better. Yeah, of course we can all do better. Hello, we're hopeless without Jesus. Get over it. <laughs> get over my. I should get over myself. <laughs> Fellowship. This is this is where this is where we are today. There's people in the room. There's people online. I hope you're online because you can't be here in that sense right i want everybody to come it's time to be together or come to a life group or another meeting but be together fellowship love each other just as much as i love you jesus said and so i've got i got i got 10 pages of notes for you and you can just you can get your phone out now and and get that QR code if you get our if you get our emails if you want to get our emails just reach out at office at lifechurchwr.com. but if you get your email it's already in your email the link is from yesterday if you can't get it on the screen and you want to do it there's another QR code at the back there and for those of you online on Wednesday of this uh, what what date of, what date is Wednesday the 15th on the 15th our our um, our the, the note link, the link for these notes will be uh, available online. Okay, so if you already did it, don't start reading the notes now, okay? I'll, we'll be done. They're really good notes, but I, I got something else to talk to you about, and I want to talk to you about obedience now. And everybody wants loves hearing about obedience, right? Why is obedience so important? Because in my flesh, I just don't want to. Sorry, I, I don't know if I'm the only one in the room. You know, the, the other day we we have prayer on Tuesday mornings at seven o'clock, and uh, you know half the day's gone by seven o'clock. But we have prayer from seven till eight on Tuesdays at the uh, Life Center. Everybody's welcome to come. And I was I was uh, actually my vehicle was parked away from our house. We live in a in a complex, and the vehicle was parked outside our outside our complex, and I I had to walk. Well, I had to. I did, I was walking to the vehicle, and it's like twenty to seven or quarter to seven, and you know, frankly, I don't like being up at that time. And I and I said and I said to the Lord, I don't really want to go, but I'm going for you. And that's okay, but then I, I started thinking, you know, it's okay to do things with a with a sense of duty and obedience. Right. It's all right. Not only that, I can change my I can change my reason. I can change it from I gotta to I want to obey Jesus because he is my Lord. I get to do what he wants. Because, you know, when I'm left to my own devices, you know, I'm not like hopeless in the sense that I, I got nothing to offer, but really, you know, life isn't that great if I just do my own thing. if I do God's thing, you know, at least I know I'm going in the right direction. But that really helps a lot. <laughs> All right. Jesus Christ is Lord. But look at this. John 15. I, I just I just love this verse. When you obey my commandments. Well, first in 14, he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And then he says this. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Do you like God's love? Just as I obey my father's commands and remain in his love. Look at this. I have told you these things that you might be filled, filled with joy. How's it going? How's it going, Mike? Oh, I'm filled with joy. Sorry, you haven't ever heard me say that. I really should start saying that, you know. How is it going? Are you filled with joy? Come on, that's why Jesus wants us to obey him. He doesn't want to be like the boss. You're not the boss of me. Yeah, he is the boss of me. But the reason is not that he wants the power. It's because he wants us to be filled with joy. Come on, his heart for us is not down. It's up. God's, (laughs) I I don't know if that's a, a tweetable thing or not. God's heart for you is not down. It's up. God wants to fill you with joy. Hallelujah. And it says, it even says uh, in 1 in John 5, it says, and his commandments aren't burdensome. <laughs> Take my yoke upon you, he said. So we've, we've talked about habits, you know, reading your Bible and praying and being together in fellowship. Those are such good habits. Other habits good as well, like giving your tithes and offerings. It's so exciting to be able to do that. Nobody's dancing yet. Okay, there's there's the the habits, then there's the obedience. You know, just when when I don't wanna, but God, I'm gonna obey God anyway, and I, I take joy in obeying God, putting my my life down and His and His will up. And the last one is heart. Heart, the great commandment: love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. On these hang all. The, all the law and the prophets. Now why am I waving my hand like this? It's because that word hang, it's like a, a door hinge. And so all of the truth that's important swings on the great command. And that great command is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and your neighbor as yourself. Hallelujah. And this gives us our, our motive, and it gives us our motivation. In first, uh, first Corinthians, or sorry, Second Corinthians, chapter five, it says, "Christ's love compels us. Christ's love drives us. It is it is the love of Christ that motivates us." And again, we can choose our motive. We can say, "Well, you know, I got to do this, you know, because God said." And you can have, we can have that sort of attitude, well, you know, I've, I wouldn't really do it this way, but I'll do it God's way, and, you know, just kind of be condescending to the Almighty. Or we can just choose to say, listen, I've been loved by God so much. I've been blessed by God so much that I'm going to develop good habits. I'm going to obey him. I'm going to let my heart be led by the love of God, which is found in Christ Jesus. Come on, come on, because God's heart for you and me is that we would thrive and that we would grow. We would thrive and grow. I want to close with the same two verses that I started with. All right. God has fit the whole body together. He's fit the whole body together perfectly as each part does its own work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Healthy, growing, full of love. As a church and as individuals, in your life and mine, God's heart for you and me is that we would be healthy and growing and full of love. And one more scripture, okay? You ready? Jesus says, I have come. The reason I came is that you might have life, and life to the full. Come on, let's stand together. If you're at home watching online, thank you for doing that. Uh, why don't you change your position, or or at least kind of move your head around a little bit? We're going to pray, and if you'd like, if you'd like more of this, more of what we're talking about here today, just lift your hand to the Lord, if you would, please God. We're in. We're in. We want to be healthy and growing and full of love. God, I want to thrive. I want abundant life. And God, you've created a plan for us to get ourselves in position for the Holy Spirit to move upon us and cause us to grow. God, give us grace to do our part so that you can do your part. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. we thank Pastor
1: Mike today? What a great word. You can be seated just a moment, then we're going to release you. Um, I know my favorite part of that message, I love when he talked about the invitation. And I was just thinking about this, Pastor Mike, as you were preaching. I was thinking about how God interacts with us through law and through grace. And the law is like, hey, you have to do these things. And the grace is God is drawing us into his, his presence because it's the presence of God that allows us to do the things he's called us to do. It's the divine enabling of the Holy Spirit. And this law, this thing of you have to do this, is actually meant to drive us towards the grace of God, to encounter his grace, so that our have to becomes a get to. And this week, as we go about our week, church, let's have that get to attitude in our hearts, okay? Let's have that mindset and recognition that God is drawing us to himself because that in his presence is fullness of joy. Amen? Amen. I just want to uh, pray a blessing over you as we close today. I um, also want to mention that if you need personal prayer today, if you need an encounter with God, maybe you've never received Jesus into your heart before and you want to take time this morning uh, to have somebody pray with you, we're going to have a prayer team standing by right over here as we close the service. Um, you're welcome to come up if you need personal prayer. We have some powerhouse prayer warriors that will be able to pray with you this morning and we'd love to offer that opportunity to you as we close today also just a reminder that we will be having coffee in the foyer so please hang around uh get a chance to talk with some other people uh, we often hear we're a friendly church we are a friendly church and let's be that friendly church and let's just interact with one another um, and so i'm going to pray for a blessing over you and then we'll release you today Heavenly Father, we thank you today, Lord God, for your favor and your blessing, Lord God. We thank you for your kindness, Lord God, that leads us to repentance, Lord God. And we thank you for your grace that is flowing through this place. We pray that it would be said of Life Church, great grace was upon them, Lord God. And we pray that we would walk in it. Help us to lean into a get-to attitude this week, Lord God, and not a have-to attitude as we spend time in your presence, Lord God. We love you. We glorify you. We lift you up. We pray your blessing upon each one. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Now go, and let's live the get-to life. Come on.